Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. God's there waiting for you. Where is God waiting for her? At the hospital? At the blind school? And welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. 77 was a great year because I was born, but it was really a shitty year. Elvis died, the son of Sam terrorized everybody. <laughs> Wasn't great. Just we have a serial killer on the loose here. Is he the one that broke into your building? Oh, I hope not. um a serial killer in like brooklyn or in new york in new york i think jane that's not good somebody's killing homeless people while they're asleep which is horrible i know jesus christ i'm telling you everything's going to hell here it's it's getting weird all over the place let me tell you you know jennifer gardner yeah she's a wonderful human Okay. And she put out a video, guys. You have to look at it. She put out a video where she makes these plastic baggies full of goods for homeless people and keeps them in her car. So when she sees them, she could just give them to them. They have a pair of socks, a couple bucks, a toothbrush, toothpaste, a granola bar, like stuff like that. Mm, just little idea. creature comforts. And I, And she's like... Um, I recommend this in case, you know, sometimes we don't have cash on us or whatever. Um, I also want to start, Jen, with a, a movie wreck. Okay. Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> Which what? is like 10 years old. <laughs> I don't even understand that title. Um, there was there was a, a movie called Nomeo and Juliet with lawn gnomes. Is there cats in it? Oh, lawn, lawn gnomes. gnomes. Okay. And it was out when my kids were small, and I'd forgotten all about it until I was watching this little house, and they're, for some reason, running commercials for it. Oh, really? Even you though have it's different like commercials a, than I did. Even though it's like a 10-year-old movie. <laughs> super, super weird. But Nomeo and Juliet, guys, real, real good. Okay. Real good. Mm-hmm. So the quality of our recommendations are really going downhill. <laughs> 10-year-old movies. I about also, a gnome. I also watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Did you like it? I loved it. I loved it. Jenny's going to watch it. And we're going to talk about it. Is that what we're deciding? Mm-hmm. Is that decided? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
It's decided. Uh, I watched it and took notes on it. Please tell me that was not me. <laughs> no. I had. I just didn't know if we actually decided. No, it was really good. Andrew Garfield played Jim Baker. Mm. He does a really good job. Do we discuss? Did I ever tell the story about my ill-fated trip upstate? The one last time. The ice storm I got stuck in. I told that story, right? I think so. I, I, I guess... could. I could one-line it for everybody. Jenny went upstate. <laughs> Like an idiot in an ice storm <laughs> and had to come home. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was not an ice storm when I went there. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be an hour of sleet on a Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And it turned into like two inches of thick ice all over everything, breaking trees, knocking out the power. But that was that was a while ago. That was at the beginning of February. So she does so it again and we get I do it again. Storm. I did it again. I went upstate again. <laughs> and we got another bomb cyclone this time. <laughs> But at least with a storm, an actual, like, bomb cyclone, you know it's coming. So you yeah, can prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm proud to report we did not lose power or water or heat like I did last time. Good. That's good. It still sucks, though, because you're stuck in the sucks. house. It sucks. And you, the, the house has a steep driveway, and we we're trying to go somewhere. We were trying to go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> pizza Hut? <laughs> oh, God. Because there's a freestanding Pizza Hut. In this town, and somebody we were with was obsessed with going there. There's freestanding pizza huts in our town. I know. and and But is it a combo, or is it a straight-up no, pizza hut? it's straight-up pizza hut. Have you been there in the last 30 years? I was there. I took the girls, because they won a Book It prize. Oh, that's still a thing. So it had to be 2009, 2010. It was awful, and the kids hated it. <laughs> Why did they hate it? Because it's gross. Do they still have the red plastic cups? They still have the red plastic cups. Do you remember the one on the Scranton Carbondale Highway? Yeah. Is that the gauntlet? one you went to? It had gauntlet. Do you remember? Yes. The video game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you... Um, is that the one you went to? No. We went to the one in Dunmore. Wow. And it was gross. It was gross. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Mm-hmm. But, that but, might actually be closed. There was also nothing... Oh, there's something open late there. Like everything closed at like 6 p.m. Where'd you so go? We're tra- if we were in um, Andes, New York. Mm. No, wait. Yeah. So we were trying to go somewhere. <laughs> we're like, all right, fine. We'll just go to the fucking Pizza Hut. So we all get in the car and we go up the driveway and just slide because <laughs> it hadn't been plowed in a while. The neighbor plows it. They hadn't plowed it in hours. Nice. And just slid. Back down. So <laughs> we're did like, you get Never to mind. The pizza no. Yeah. No, I mean, we had food because we were prepared, but. And you can't order anything to be delivered no. out there. No, I tried that. I tried that at the last place I was at. No, they won't do it. And it turns out if they don't have an iPhone, because there's no service anywhere, so you're always on Wi Fi. Mm-hmm. And if they, have an I- they don't have an iPhone, then they're not on iMessage, or if they're not on WhatsApp, mm-hmm. you can't get a text. Mm-mm. So we never got our pizza because the guy was texting us and we never oh. had signal. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that was great. All right, Jen. Um, overall thoughts on this episode. Today is season seven, episode ten, to see the light, part one. Overall thoughts. Um, it was annoying. <laughs> it was badly written, badly acted. Okay. Yes, and yes. <laughs> However, I will say, at least there's like some meat here. Right? Like, what? what? Like meat? Adam getting his sight and that causing a conflict between them. 
Yeah, but then there's so many scenes that are useless and pointless. I agree. And I was like falling asleep during. I agree. So that's like not meat. Meat is like action. Like but it's when we see than... the when we see the wagon full of explosive for in the town. That's oh, me. <laughs> I was like, where's my Carl's Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> I think just when I get sad in life, I need to go back and watch him lighting up the fireworks in the barn. <laughs> that was so good. That was good. That was that a good was episode. so good. And then Mr. Edwards having the rum shack in the woods. I mean, yeah. come on. Those are the golden days. The golden days. Yep. What the hell's happening here? Now we got Mary dyeing her hair brown. What the fuck's going on? Is her hair brown? Yeah, it is brown, it's I guess. It's brown. Or she's just not dyeing it blonde. No, I don't think she ever dyed it blonde. When mm. she was a kid, her hair was blonde. Oh, that's true. She was kind of young. Mm-hmm. But she was an actress, so you never know. No, I think she's dyeing it brown, clearly. Why? I don't know. I don't know. And she's got pancake makeup on. Oh, the makeup's so bad. Ooh, you could actually somebody, see the fuzz on her face. That's what I mean. Somebody pointed out in the Mimi Beach. Remember, they were like, Mary has a beard. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, first of all, so do I. <laughs> Second of all, I never noticed it. And now I can't unsee it. Because it's like, it's because of the makeup. It like, yeah, the contrast. It makes the peach fuzz yeah. on her face. Mm-hmm. You know who would be all over that? Mom. Mom. <laughs> She's always talking about peach fuzz on your face. And I'm like looking in the mirror like, what is she talking about? Guys, if my mother has one skill, she will seek out what is wrong with you. Yeah, she will. fix it. She will find it. She will find it. She'll find your flaw. And she'll try to fix it. And that, that's it. There's nothing wrong with us because of that. <laughs> nothing wrong with us. Everything's just great. <laughs> All right, so again, today we're looking at Season 7, Episode 10, To See the Light, Part 1. Are you ready, Jenny? The episode description reads, A freak accident threatens Adam's life, but when he wakes up, he realizes that his eyesight has returned. Everyone is thrilled for him, but Mary becomes concerned when he decides to abandon his teaching career and pursue another lifelong dream. Meanwhile, Harriet is determined to lose a few pounds after her son-in-law makes some negative comments about her weight. I have to, like, literally center <laughs> myself. Okay. We open on a rando transporting some explosives across Sleepy Eye, and I'm like, I'm here for this. Love a good wagon full of dynamite. So excited. <laughs> yep. He ends up at Jonathan's freight place, and he tells Jonathan Garvey, we need to be real careful with this stuff. In fact, we might need to pack it nice. We're all about packing things nice on this show. <laughs> they start to, I wonder if mom has a picture of you. We already nice. talked about this, and, and I doubt that one exists. Because I'm sure she was in there. Because don't forget, this is the time when you had a camera. Right. Like, she wasn't taking a picture of me on her phone for Facebook, <laughs> which would have been amazing. <laughs> we should we should create a fake, like, Facebook page for Mom in the 70s. All right. So, he tells Jonathan Garvey, we need to be careful. So, they start unloading this shit. And then some dude comes over to tell Garvey that there's a crazy guy in the saloon who thinks he's General Custer and he's holding two saloon, saloon girls hostage because they there's have There's a hostage up. situation. There's a, there's, there's a racist and some rapey talk here. <laughs> Parley, the transporter, thinks that's a man's dream to hold on to two saloon girls against their will. Oh, my God. Okay, that's great. the rapey part. Mm-hmm. Parley... Parley or Parley? Parley, probably. Unloads the blasting oil himself and scoots. Okay. I have an index card. Okay. 
what is this explosive that Garvey Freight is not handling properly? Because <laughs> the guy takes it out of the thing and just leaves the bottle hanging out on top of, like, just hanging there. Yeah, just puts it away. Like, so right li- on top. But he liquid- holds it to his cheek first, Jenny, to make sure the temperature's okay, and then he puts Which it Which is away. insane. Yeah. The liquid the psycho's looking at so lovingly is nitroglycerin. It's a dense, colorless, oily, explosive liquid. Invented in 1847 by Asenio Humbrero, some Italian dude. It has been used ever since as an active ingredient in the manufacturing of explosive, namely dynamite. Hmm. When Sombrero, Sobrero first synthesized it, he warned vigorously against its use as an explosive because of its instability. But Alfred Nobel, hmm. that, say, yeah, the Nobel Peace Prize dude. Mm-hmm experimented with safer ways to handle the dangerous compound. After his younger brother, Emil Oscar Noble, and several factory workers were killed in an explosion at Noble's Armaments Factory. Nice, he killed his little brother. I mean, (laughs) collateral damage. But, I mean, his little brother probably did something fucking stupid and got killed and killed a bunch of other people. This was in 1864. But you're not getting past the fact that the dude, the Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> is named after had an armaments factory. <laughs> In its dilutive form, nitroglycerin is a contact explosive, with and physical shock will cause it to explode. So that's why they're always so like, it's in hay, and they're like, yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. like we always see that we've seen this many times. Mm-hmm. Like it's always on the railroad; they're always mm-hmm. using it. If not adequately purified during manufacturing, it can degrade over time and become even more unstable. Oh, Jesus. This makes it highly dangerous to transport or use. And its undiluted form is one of the world's most powerful explosives. The explosive power derives from detonation, energy that initially, that the initial decomposition causes a strong pressure wave that detonates the surrounding fuel. The shock wave is 30 times the speed of sound. And it turns the fuel into a white hot, can't read that, gas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was running out of room on the card, and it's like this teeny tiny, like, two-point script at the bottom. Are we done? Yeah, this stuff is real, real dangerous. Jenny, I have a confession to make. What's that? Every Monday morning when I'm getting for ready for work, I listen to that week's episode that we've released. Okay. Just so I can do some social media on it, some promo, whatever, so I'm fresh on it. So today I was listening to our new episode, which is Divorce, Walnut Grove style. Yes. That came out. I fast forwarded past your index card. All right, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) I know you hate learning things. So I'm not surprised at all. I know you just reject knowledge. I do. I do when it comes from you. All right. So Adam and Hester Sue are heading over to Jonathan's because they're waiting for some Braille readers. And they almost get killed in the street. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Jonathan Garvey is still involved in the hostage situation, so he's not around. So Adam and Hester Sue just start rummaging through his shit. Yep, they're just going through the freight. And they find the readers, but they're too heavy to lift, so they need a crowbar to open them and take a few at a time. Have they paid for these? I have no idea. Okay. So Adam's like, oh... Uh, Jonathan keeps the crowbars in his office. How is Adam so familiar with Jonathan's how does, he know how does he know this? So Hester Sue goes to get one, and what does Adam do, Jen? He starts wandering around the the freight area, and he, and he trips over something, and he knocks down the nitroglycerin. 
The this scene was I laughed so, so hard. hilarious, guys. It's ridiculous. He goes into like he just looks like Bruce Banner to me. So like he goes into like a Bruce Banner mode and then there's this explosion. And is it him that goes flying out of the building? I guess. I watched it three times. It looks like it's a person that goes flying out of the building. But also there's no like flame. There's no fire. No. That's impossible. There would be a huge I mean, first of all, there's crates of dynamite. Or yes. no, he only brought no. one crate in. Yeah. What do you do with okay. the other shit? I don't know, it was sitting right outside a wagon, so I feel like <laughs> the shockwave from yes. this explosion would, would detonate that stuff. <laughs> like, this should have been a bigger disaster. <laughs> I wrote, Adam fumbles around and gets his ass blown up. <laughs> he, like, got blown right out of the thing. Jen, you know, you know what would have been a Don Balick move here? If we cut to his funeral. <laughs> well, oh, and that reminds me, um, written by, directed by Michael Landon. I know, I know. All right, so cut to cut, cut to his funeral. Adam being wheeled around the hospital on a gurney, and Mary with her dumb hair. What oh, is going hair. on with that hair? I don't know. It's real bad, though. I never, com- I never comment on like fashion or style because, I mean, I'm still wearing old navy dresses that I bought ten years ago with black leggings and still the same hairstyle I had thirty years ago. So I'm not one to comment on fashion, <laughs> but this hair. Is so horrible. It's bad. bad. She's got like a beehive and it's dark brown. It's like not nice. It's like Miss Beetle hair, but not nice. Yeah. Mary is no fucking Miss Beetle. Wow. Okay. All right. So the doc comes out and he tells Mary, Adam's surgery went well and he has a good chance of living. I think he can make it. He's like, I think he can make it. (laughs) He might be able to make it. My God. (laughs) I wonder if they did a Doc Baker and just rubbed his hands on him. (laughs) He's either going to live or not. (laughs) We'll see. He's going to live or he's not. So Mary goes in to see him and she does some real heavy praying at his bedside. God, that I, I just wrote, I can't listen to this. It took, I felt like that scene was an hour long. So I watched this episode twice. This is what I started doing anymore. What I'll do is I'll watch it. Like, while I'm doing something else. Like, I'm in the kitchen cooking and I have it on. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It helps me then when I need to go back and make notes on it because I know kind of where it's going. Yeah. Okay. So, I was, like, just kind of watching this. And you know how Amazon Prime has that little 10-second skip button? Mm-hmm. I was hitting that motherfucker during this scene. <laughs> I must I have hit it, like, six times. <laughs> it was so boring. So boring. All right. Now we get... To the enraging shit. <laughs> Guys, at Nelly's, customers are complaining because they're not getting their food. And Percival comes in. Percival, I just have, let's see how they're going to assassinate Percival's character today. Again, like, I feel like I have to apologize to Dean Butler all the time. This actor, I think his name was Steve something, we know died tragically of AIDS at a young age. We are not coming for him. He's a great actor. It's not him we have a problem with. It's this piece of shit character that the writers have written this way. So Percival heads into the kitchen where I would like to draw your attention to the stove. Nothing is cooking. Okay. Now this guy out there is like, she took my order 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Nothing is cooking. Okay. It could Something could be in the oven. Maybe. Maybe it's a pot pie. Maybe, Maybe. it's a pot pie. Oh, I want a pot pie Ooh, today. I make a really good pot pie. Okay. Nellie is eating in the pantry. And Percival freaks out about how much weight she's going to gain. 
And she's like, I'm eating for the baby. And he says, uh-uh, the baby will only be seven pounds. Seven isn't half of 50. Oh, my God. And he's like, from now on, you have to eat with me, and that's it. Then he says, Nels might not care that your mother, or your father might not care that your mother's fat, but I don't want you following in her <gasps> footsteps. Oh, my God. I knew you'd be super mad at Jenny, this. this is enraging. Like, it's it is enraging. no wonder that young Fat children everywhere, like, grew up hating themselves. Look at the messages they're getting. Yep. It's real bad. (sighs) All right. So Harriet walks in. She hears this. She calls him out and says, she's big boned. And he says, that would be rather difficult to determine since your bones are buried so deep beneath the surface. Fuck you, Percival. She slapped him, didn't she? Didn't Harriet slap him? Not that Harriet deserves any better. Don't get me wrong. But he's being a real dick here. But if you're going to say something negative about Mrs. Olsen, there's so many areas you can go into that are choices of hers. Why don't you talk about her attitude or how she's a raging bitch or how she's racist. Right. Or an anti-Semite. All those things are choices. Yes. Harriet is so appalled and Nellie, instead defending her, says, no, he's actually right. And then she kisses Percival and thanks him for telling her the truth about herself. Wow. Wow. (gasps) Wow. I mean, the brainwashing is unreal. I don't even know. Like, this is a good relationship. You should have a relationship where somebody tells you the truth about yourself. Like, where they fat shame you? Do you think mom and dad watched this and didn't think anything of it? Like, letting us watch it? I can't answer that question, Amy. Like, if I saw my kids watching this, I'd be like, um, shut that shit off right now. <laughs> this, I don't think they... Like, this would we never said before, be made today. This would never be I don't be think made. they screen anything. Mm-mm. They didn't screen anything for us. No. Mom said to me the other night, I didn't know a lot of what you and Jenny were doing, and I think I was better off. Oh, wow. I'm like, okay. yeah, you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, then Percival tells the dude outside, your food will be right out. No, it won't. No, it won't. No, it won't. Nothing's Unless it's pot pie. Getting back to the pot pie. <laughs> I totally want one now. They're so heavy-handed, that... though. They would have smoke coming out of the oven. Now that I eat meat again, which mm-hmm. was your fault, that's your fault that I eat meat How again. is it my fault? Because you remember what happened when I had COVID. Yeah, what? I know. I would have catered to your... You made homemade chicken soup. And oh, you're well, like, that was you. You're like, do you want chicken soup? Or I can make you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I doubt those were the options. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. No, those were not the options. I was sick, and you're like, do you want homemade chicken soup? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> In the switchboard room, Carolyn is getting the Adam phone call and tells Percival they need to head to Sleepy Eye first thing in the morning. Okay. Now we see Nels and Harriet in the store, and she's asking him if he thinks she's fat, and he says yes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh my god. Harriet asks, why didn't you tell me this about it? And he why didn't you tell me about this? And he's like, I didn't want to interrupt you talking. Oh, God. Then he says, look, if you cared, you would have done something about it. Wow. Uh, Again, this idea that people choose to be fat. Guys, listen to Maintenance Phase, please. Okay? That's a good podcast, right? Yes. I have to listen to that. They debunk health myths. And they talk a lot about obesity. Nice. So Harriet starts crying, saying she is fat, and he's like, he does say, I love you and I don't care if you're plump. Right. Which I guess is bare minimum, Nels, thanks. She vows then and there to lose weight, and her life is going to be dedicated to thinness. I just have such a problem with this weight stuff. Yeah. It it presses the button in me, the same button that this anti-gay shit is pressing in Florida. Like when I yep. when I'm hearing this shit coming out of Florida where, you know, they're really trying to crack down on educators being able to talk to to kids about their sexuality. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It presses that same button. Like imagine if you're a a little gay kid in Florida and you already feel like an outcast and you already, you know, don't feel like you fit in and then you have people literally passing legislation to a ratio. Yeah, because the whole thing is they can't t- say gay or something. Because like, that's going to work. That's going to make whatever they think that is happening go away. Well, like, it's so, it's ridiculous. What it is, is they're, they're not allowed to talk about that's different types of sexuality. So we've simplified it down to don't say gay, but they just but can't. That's, I know. That is as dumb as the thing they passed in the military, don't ask, don't tell. I know. Same yeah. problem. I just feel like these poor kids, like, I can't, I can't get into this. Florida, fuck you. All right. <laughs> Sorry, any memes that live in Florida, not you. If we have memes who live in Florida, I'm sure they're not in support of this. So they're okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people in Florida that are not in support yes. of this. Yes, Um. All right. So Harriet's vowing to go on a diet and her life is going to be dedicated to thinness. Starting now, they're going to skip dinner. In Sleepy Eye, Charles and Carolyn show up at the blind school now. Charles is in full gray hair. Yeah. He's looking better, though. He looks like he got out of the sun. Maybe it's not that hot. Okay. Jenny, they show up and they find 
a catatonic Mary. Catatonic Mary. Oh my God, it's Mary 2.0. She just literally shuts down and just like, but she gets up, gets washed, does her hair, puts her makeup on, and then just full, like just lays in bed catatonic style. (laughs) Jenny, did you, did you get my text that Mary 2.0 showed up again? I I was ignoring it. Mary's so scared, Jen. She's so scared. And Carolyn says, use your faith. Lean on it. God's there waiting for you. Where is God waiting for her? At the hospital? At the blind school? I just can't get over the fully dressed, all her makeup on, (laughs) then just goes catatonic. Like, just stay in bed from the beginning. Across town, as they're praying, Adam wakes up and he can see. He can see. And Jenny, in this pivotal moment where you have one of your lead actors wake up with sight, a pivotal dramatic moment, who is there to receive this? Jonathan, Jonathan Garvey. Garvey. <laughs> what? Randomly. Like, you should have had Carolyn over with Mary and Charles at the hospital. Or Jonathan vice versa. Jonathan Garvey, whose fault this is. A hundred percent. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. So, Jonathan Garvey's there in a weird move. <laughs> and Adam's been blind most his life, I wrote. And the first person he sees upon waking up is Jonathan Garvey. And he's so excited. Yeah. So Mary and and Charles and Carolyn run over to the hospital and the doc tells them he can see. Charles says, it's a miracle. And the doctor's like, "Mm, actually, there's a medical explanation. According to his records, Jen, now you tell me if this holds medical weight. Adam lost his sight from a concussion as a boy, so it would make sense he gets it back the same way. No, that makes no sense to me. I just wrote, um... No, feels fuzzy. (laughs) Feels fuzzy. Feels like Doc Baker science. So Mary runs in to see him, and he starts going off about how fucking hot she is. <laughs> okay, I like you could tell Michael Landon wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and Amimi told us that this was around the time where he was mad at Melissa Gilbert because she was mad at him because he cheated on his wife with like with a the makeup nineteen year old hair hair and makeup artist and he was real real mad at Melissa Gilbert we could see by the way he writes against her character and like Mary's character's like oh you're gorgeous you're wonderful everyone cares about Mary it's ridiculous well the girl that he married this makeup artist was Mary Standin so I'm not saying she looked like her but like there was a similarity (laughs) okay so Mm. we get a voice oh then we get a long throwaway scene in which Harriet steals ham and eggs and eats them behind Nellie's back. Well, first of all, can we go back to the last scene? Mm-hmm. I feel like Adam was like, thank God Mary's blind because she's out of my league. <laughs> oh, you think? Oh, uh, yeah, probably. No. Mm-mm. He's all drugged up and slurring his words, too, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> He's, like, fighting. At, the doctor said, Adam's fighting the sedation. I'm like, this is me while I'm trying to stay awake and I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm like, just, like, babbling and trying to stay awake. So, Jenny, do you have anything to add about this Harriet stealing the food and eating? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. She's shame eating. It's, guys. And then I just have, laugh out loud, she has eggs stuck to her ass. That's it. That's all I have. I'm telling you right now, people do not choose to be fat. Period. End of discussion. No, of course not. Okay. So, we get a voiceover telling us that as weeks passed... Adam was moved. It's uh, Laura voiceover. Adam was moved back to the blind school and his eyesight remained perfect. But he wanted to see the world that had been hidden from him for so long. So he starts acting like a goddamn maniac. (laughs) 
<laughs> he really does. This scene was so stupid. Jenny, he takes Mary out into this field. Adam, read the room, dude. You take your blind wife out onto the field and start bragging about how you can see colors. (laughs) Yes. It was so tone deaf. He's telling Mary how amazing seeing is. (laughs) I know. And she's just sitting there like, fuck you. (laughs) So then... He's like, I just want to run. He gets out of the carriage and he runs like a fool. The slow motion running scene was so fucking sick. Guys, they did slow motion. It's amazing. (laughs) I'll go back. He's still on drugs. I'm going to go back. I'm going to record it. Amy's copyright laws. I'm going to record it on my phone. And I'm going to throw it in the Mimi Bees because it (laughs) is a sight to behold. Is he still on drugs in this scene? Probably. (laughs) All right, back at the blind school that night, Mary sits down with Charles and Carolyn, and Mary has to put Adam to bed like he's a toddler. Yep. Like, she comes downstairs, and she's like, oh, he's so tired, and Paul's like, oh, all that running around he did. What the fuck? Mary tells them it's so nice to have them here, and they they remind her that Adam has been talking so much about traveling. Like, her life is going to get so much better here. Carolyn picks up on Mary being a bit thrown by this whole thing. And Mary's like, it's just like weird. It's like I'm meeting him for the first time. I never thought I would say this. Mary has a point. Yeah. She really does. Like, this is a dramatic change. Yep. And she needs a little bit of time to like. Yeah, he's doing a complete 180. Process this. All right. So now Adam is teaching and he's checked the fuck out and staring out of the window. And I feel seen. I this feel is, seen because this is me. I dialed this episode in, so I feel seen. Yeah, you did. Jenny, this is me this semester. Like, I am just so tired of dragging <laughs> these kids through. It's like, I'm just going to stare out a window instead of talking about anything. Hester Sue, oh, he just takes off in the middle of class. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm done. Then Hester Sue tries to ask him about some picnic on Saturday, but he doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck. Mm-mm. Instead, he runs over to the local courthouse and watches some cheesy, slimy defense attorney take down an innocent person. Is this like um, binging on Law and Order? <laughs> the mo- <laughs> this is the modern day binging on I guess, Law and- I guess so. Like you just go to the courthouse and watch it for five hours? The lawyer tells Adam he should have been a lawyer. He would have made a lot of money. And then he invites him to a picnic at his house on Saturday. Adam gets home and Mary and Hester Sue are like, fuck off, dude. You were gone for three hours. You left in the middle of class. He was gone longer than that. He was gone from like 11 to like 4.30 right, or 5. because it's like dark when he gets home. Yeah. Hester Sue, again with this picnic on Saturday, can someone please talk to her about it? Oh, my God. Jesus. She just wants to talk about the picnic on Saturday. And Adam's like, um, hey, Hester Sue, can you do it? Because my new BFF, Mr. Davis, just invited me to his house on Saturday to play croquet. Yep. All right. Jenny, Mary and Adam arrive at Mr. Davis's. Adam completely ditches Mary. Did you notice this? Yeah, he like parks her on a bench and then he's playing croquet. He's playing it's like it's like the wild world of wild world of sports. The wide world of sports. Like they're playing badminton, they're playing croquet. That croquet scene went on way too long. 
Way too long. But, you know, Adam fits in here. Because don't forget, he comes for money. I know. You don't even want to know what I wrote. <laughs> what? Adam ditches Mary to play crochet and, or to play croquet and act like a motherfucking asshole. And that play night, crochet. Adam is all hopped up on croquet and says he's going to be sore. <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. on a croquet high. <laughs> okay. You know, as you do. As you do. Yeah. It's pretty, well, exhilarating. <laughs> we saw that in Heather's. <laughs> then he's all like, Mary, that picnic was amazing. <laughs> Guys, he's just manic. He's all over the place. He's totally manic. <laughs> he is all high on sight. It's like he's like, <laughs> doing, I'm doing the coke thing, guys. Like, did you see that lobster? Did you see that lobster? He's like all crazy. <laughs> oh um, don't ask Mary if she saw the lobster, dude. She didn't see anything. Read the <laughs> okay. room. Jesus all right. Christ. Okay. He did. We've he said, about this. He said to her, did you see all that lobster? What? I was triggered by the badminton because I took a badminton, minton, right? That's how you say it. Badminton. Course in college. I also took a horseshoes course in college. Of course you did. Where the and fuck turns, did you go to college? <laughs> and it turns out that you actually had to be good at these sports. Wait, was, like, was the horseshoe at Keystone? The horseshoe's at Keystone. Oh, okay. The badminton was at... Uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Okay. Horseshoe at Keystone makes sense for me. They expect that you tracks. to do well in horseshoes. That was what your grade was based do on. Do you remember? That was the thing. Like, when we had parties when we were kids, Dad and his friends played horseshoes. Yep. That was dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Like, there's all little kids running around. They're throwing metal horseshoes back and forth. I mean, you were the only one that was probably going to run into the horseshoe range. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you used to always, something like, would always hey, happen to everybody. you. Hey, <laughs> everybody! Something would always happen to you. Like, you'd get whacked in the head with a swing or, like, bitten by I a dog. I did not get, something always no, happened to I you. did not get whacked in the head with a swing. That was Dawn. Something always happened to And you, it was though. Justin who got his ear bit off by the dog, not me. Or you, you'd, like, skin your knees, mm-hmm, like, and you'd mm-hmm, be crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd eat dirt or something. Okay. And you just were like six. Just because I wasn't in the corner drinking my slow gin fizz and tattooing myself. <laughs> He's like running around in a diaper when she's eight. <laughs> Crying. All right. So Adam's really impressed with Mr. Davis because apparently there was a case where Mr. Davis took down the railroad. But I wrote, yeah, but didn't he let a criminal off yes. hours ago? He's a defense attorney. attorney. Yeah. And he, yeah. he said to Adam, like, that dude was guilty. I got him off. Yeah. He's like, I had to make a, I had to, I had to discredit the other dude. Maybe that dude then runs over and holds the saloon girls hostage. Probably. <laughs> All right. So Mary's trying to pull him, like, kind of back into the blind school. And she's like, why don't we take the students out to Houston's place? Uh, so Houston, blah, 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 God damn it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he guy. has a lake house. <laughs> the guy that's cheeseburger adjacent? Yeah. <laughs> lake house <laughs> wimpy's lake house so they, they he, she wants to take them the students out to the lake and go fishing he's like no i want to go to my bffs again i gotta go to davis's and do some croquet or he maybe crochet loving, whatever he is he is loving all this poshness this is like carolyn with the reunion yes remember yes. she just slipped right into it and loved it i had a really dark thought when carolyn brings mary in and adam sees her for the first time 
I thought, what if he opened his eyes and thought Carolyn was Mary and started going off about how hot she was? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Jenny, Is this if, what you spend your time on? If you're Is laying, it really that boring in Pennsylvania? If you're laying in a bed dying and you open your eyes and you see Carolyn and Mary standing there, who are you going to compliment? Mary, uh, Carolyn, for sure. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Okay. So... When, so Mary's like, look, let's do both. You go to Davis's, I'll go to the, the Houston's place. And, um, Adam's like, that sounds great. That sounds great. I'll be, I'll be at, I'll come over just in time to cook the fish. Don't you worry about it. Cut to Hester Sue cooking the fish. Yep. (laughs) Can I just say, pour one out for Hester Sue. I mean, come on. I know. Jesus. Mary is pouting on a bridge. Hester Sue comes uh, over. A la, a la Almanzo style. Hester Sue comes over and did you hear what she said about the fish? No. She's like, do you want some fish, Mary? It's brain food. Wow. Hmm. That was pretty progressive. Yeah. Uh, Mary's pissed off. She said, Adam's not grading papers or doing homework. And I'm like, again, this is me this semester. <laughs> nice. And she's losing him to the law. And all of his sighted friends, she's losing her husband to a world she can't see. Now, later at home, Mary comes home, and she's making some tea, and Adam walks in. He's real, real late. Real late. Real late. He's like, look, I know you're pissed, but sit down and listen to me. I thought I loved teaching, but I don't anymore. I need to be a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer. I'm going to take the law exam. I'm going to get a scholarship. And if you let me do this, I'll make enough money to take you anywhere you want to go. Paris, Rome. So, Jenny, if you had to go to Paris, would you want to go with Mary? I'd go to Paris with anyone. Literally anyone. Okay. I'm going to let mom know you want to go to <laughs> oh, Paris no. with her this summer. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so, Wait a minute. Adam says he wants this more than anything he's ever wanted. Um, hello? He says this to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like... Jesus Christ, this is pretty sudden. Like, slow the fuck down. I have to think about this. And that's how the show ends. The show ends with, dun-dun-dun, part two next week. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Cuts right off. That's it. So, Jenny, whose fault is this? Well, I have that this is Jonathan Garvey's fault. Garvey Freight's fault, really, for their shoddy handling (laughs) of a dangerous substance. I have that it's Adam's fault because if he minded his own fucking business and went through the proper channels and not started opening freight in Jonathan's shop, he would not have caused the problem. Yeah, but he had nitroglycerin like sitting out on the counter. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, if he didn't have that, it would have been fine. Where is OSHA? What Where if, is OSHA? What if a dog wandered in there? What if a cow wandered in there? Like, oh, we've seen We've seen stuff like that happen before. What if oh. Fred went in there? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> Fred he would have 100% would have blown up that place. He would have blown up the wagon, probably. Yeah. The giant wagon full of it. Yeah. You're probably right. All right, Jenny. At the end of every episode, we look back on theme or lesson, something we took from the rewatch of the original. It's designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? I had a couple, but I feel like you're going to cover one of them. So I'm going to say, this is why you never double up on plans. Hmm. Like, like I used to do this all the time. I was the master of this, and it was super annoying to people, I'm sure. What? Like, I would be like, oh, I have a work thing, but, like, I'll meet you for dinner after. And, like, you never do. No. Like, you end up, no. like, rushing, and you're drunk, and yep. it's, like, two hours later than you're supposed to be there. 
and it's a nightmare and you should just not do that you should just not double up your plans unless it's something that you is like a timed thing that you know is going to end yeah you just don't do that no one if it's a social gathering you just don't do that no one's ever inviting me anywhere so i don't really okay what am i going to double up on going to target (laughs) going to wegmans I have two two whys. I have this is why you need to calm the fuck down about things. <laughs> calm okay. down, everybody. Calm down. Um, I have this is why we thought blindness or any disability was a death sentence because Adam only has a fulfilling life once he has regained his life. Right. Yep. Like that's a bad message. There's no reason he couldn't have been a blind lawyer. No, his father offered that to him. Yeah. Yep. When him and Mary got married, he was going to bring them to New York, remember? Mm-hmm. Mary 1.0. He was going to take her to New York. <laughs> so I've read a little bit ahead. So we know Adam and Mary go. They go to New York. What the fuck does she do there? You know that Adam's not real, right? No, I know. But, like, he's going to just uproot her from, you know, Mary loves that blind school. Oh, my God, I'm defending Mary. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Why don't they just take the blind kids with them? You know they're not their real children. They can't just take these kids. Well, but they could relocate the school. That's what I'm saying. I don't know, Jenny. If I'm a parent and I live in, like, Minnesota and my kid goes there, I don't want them to go to New York. That's true. It's probably regional. Yeah, it's probably regional. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, the fat shaming. I mean, I don't need to get into it. I thought you were going to get into that. That's this what I is why, like... We thought it was okay. We thought it was totally fine. I think to there's like, many people who still think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fat shaming, you still kind of hear it. Well, and it's also, they, they make it seem like... I want to say that it's not a choice, because it's not a choice, but it, they made it seem like it's lazy. Like, you're just being too lazy, and you're just eating too much, and that's why you're fat. And, like, if you just stop doing those things. That's the, the dominant theory. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people still think that. Yeah, but it's not true. You should see, there's a show on TLC, like, Thousand Pound Sisters or something, or My 600 Pound Life, which is so oh exploitative, God. I can't even go there. But people watch it. You should see the comments, like, in groups about those shows, like... It's just, it's really bad, guys. Obviously, if somebody is that obese, there's something going on. There's something really wrong. Yep. Like, ugh, Like, health-wise? Yes. Psychologically? Yes. Something. Yes. Yeah. I just can't, I can't deal with it. It's, I just want to burn everybody to the ground when I hear that kind of shit. All right, Jenny, um, switching gears, what do we have coming up next? <laughs> Why don't you read us the um, description for part two of To oh See God. the Light. In part two, to see the light, as his heart swells with hope for a law career, Adam heads to Minneapolis for the big exam, but nothing seems to go his way once he arrives there. Of course it doesn't. Good. Will achieving his dream prove to be more than he can handle after all? Back in Walnut Grove, Harriet struggles with her diet, and Nels believes that a visit from her thin, beautiful cousin Miriam will motivate her to stick with it. Oh, no. no. Amy's coming for Nels. Guys, why? Why are we doing this? The Coming only, for now. The only fucking subplot that this motherfucker has any carry through, and it's uh, on being fat. Yep. Oh, God. Michael Landon, I'm done. Yep. I'm done. Okay. All right, Jenny, anything else before we go? Uh, no, nothing more to report. By the time you guys hear this, the Tumblr will be given away. 
The tumble will be given away, and my God, I hope it's friggin' spring, because I cannot deal with this winter anymore. Yeah, guys, it is... It's gone on forever. It's mid-March, and we just had a huge snowstorm here. We had, like, it eight inches just, of snow. It's just going on forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. All right, guys, so thanks for listening. If you haven't already, check out our Facebook group. Check out our Patreon feed. We're doing Golden Girls over there, and I don't know what else we're going to do this month. It'll be like a, uh, well, Greece is going to run in March, but in April, we're not sure. All right, um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.